Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we're going to talk cooking. That's right, your favorite... Re no, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about technology. We've done it for 103 episodes. Why stop now? And we've got a lot of cool stories, including Facebook potentially adding a dislike button, like or dislike. We're also going to talk about Snapchat's paid replays, new announcements from Amazon, including a six-pack of tablets and 4K TV. We're going to talk about ad blockers, electric cars, and all the picks we didn't get to on last week's episode. It's a great, great time here on Don't Panic. We hope you join us. We're going to start it for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 104, recorded September 21st, 2015, on six-pack tablets, paid replays, and 4K, on fire! Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Don't Panic, uh, the technology podcast that will charge you 99 cents per story discussed. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined, as always, by the William Randall Hertz, uh, Hurst and uh, Joseph Pulitzer of technology. Um, all the news that's fit to print, it's Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Gentlemen, welcome to the show this week. What's going on? Hey, hey. I got my new watch update. You know, five minutes ago, I love so that I'm we still... live in a world where you can get where your watch gets an update. I know, <laughs> over the air. Finally, it's kind yeah. of amazing. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys get iOS nine yet? Oh yeah, that happened. Oh too. yeah. I think I like it. Like almost nothing changed. Yeah, it's pretty similar. I so did I tell you. Oh, I told you. That's right. This is on here where I was discussing how I use search all the time. Mm -hmm. And now search is so much better. Yes. It's great. Yeah. My life is complete. <laughs> it's fast. It's really fast. I know. I mean, 20, 24 years, that's it's not blazing fast. It took a while. Yeah. It's a quarter of a, almost a quarter of a century. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a while. Yeah. We're more than a quarter dead. All right, that's very pessimistic, Coley. Wow. What a great start to tonight's Wait, episode. What, uh, what's your what's your life expectancy there, Coley? We put pegging yourself at ninety, ninety two. I mean, I feel like the I said we're more than a quarter dead, so I feel like the, I mean, the average is much less than a hundred since we're twenty four or twenty five. I wonder what the projected average life expectancy is going to be. For us, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll be dead by the time they figure it out. So, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> um, it's the beauty of the That's average, terrible. right? You need a large sample size. Um, very good. Well, um, we promise we won't bore you to death on tonight's episode because I think we've got some great stories in the rundown. We're going to talk about technology as always, but I want to remind everybody before we start: don't panic.io is the website. If you go there, we will serve you content for free at your leisure. On demand, audio, video, all the episodes, the picks are listed, all the places you can subscribe, all the places you can follow social media. It's your one-stop shop. Don't panic.io is the place to go. Um, oh, and re remind me, by the way, you guys, I I didn't get around to uh, changing my settings, so I just bought changemo.de for another year. Um, oh. And, and I'm, I, you guys are welcome to have it because I don't. It doesn't seem like I have much use for it these days. So, um, <laughs> we remind me. I totally forgot, but we got to find a, a use for that. We should do uh, another episode. I probably. Colby, did, did did you ever ex did you ever explain React to me on air? Ah, uh, I don't remember. I feel like we might have talked about it. Yeah, I feel like we could. We could. I was trying to convince uh, a mutual friend of ours, Colby. That this was a good idea. Which and one? Kyle. And oh, okay. I could not convince him. He Really? Uh, yeah. And it was probably because I had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes, I, I, but doesn't always prevent me from explaining something to someone. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it might be more interesting now because I'm way deeper than I was yeah. the last time we talked Colby's about it. Colby's deep, everyone. He's, he's, he's in deep. deep. In it. There's no getting out now. Up to his knees. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Right, so hang on to that domain name. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let it lapse. I promise. For you. Um, very cool. Well, let's get into the tech news. By the way, I want to let everyone know um, we're on Google Hangouts tonight. So you're probably, hopefully, not gonna listen if everything goes as planned. The video will look okay and the audio will sound okay. But um, I guess Skype had some kind of big outage today, like throughout the whole day. I don't know what's going on, but uh, just would not work the for us. 
AWS goes down, and then uh, Microsoft Azure goes down. It's just like it's, <laughs> like, it's contagious. Yeah, the the cloud is falling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's raining. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully this will go well. Let's jump into the story. Gentlemen, anything in particular you'd like to start with this evening? This tablet six-pack thing seemed really dumb. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Amazon. <laughs> gonna, yeah. You know, make up your own mind about it, everyone. <laughs> well, we know how Dan feels. <laughs> let's, we'll try to be a little neutral about it. Um, the Amazon announced their... I would argue their Christmas lineup for the year. Um, the, the devices they're going to hope that you buy and put under your tree. Um, a number of things, starting with tablets. So they got a new lineup of tablets. Um, starting with, um, I guess before we get to the six, we'll get the six pack. We'll start with the um, the big one. So they did a, uh, where is it in here? Oh, no, it's not in this article. They did a big one. They did like a 9, 10-inch size tablet, which is priced, if I remember correctly, around 329 I really got to Google this. Um, going down in size, as Dan talked about, a six-pack, a 7-inch tablet, what if I told you, $50? $50! It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's not the most beautiful tablet you've ever seen, but it's got an IPS display, 1.3 gigahertz quad-core processor, 8 gigabytes of storage, a gigabyte of RAM, cameras, and the latest version of Fire OS. You get that for 50 bucks. And Amazon... How much will, RAM does it have? It has 1 gigabyte. Oh, okay. 8 gigabytes of storage, which is a little small, but I guess for 50 bucks, yeah, that's to do. crazy. Yeah. Um, but... Dan, let's say you wanted six tablets. Amazon has a deal for you. They will send they you now? for $250. You're essentially buying five tablets and getting the sixth free. You will get them in a beautiful prepackaged cardboard container where you could sell them individually if you'd like, or you could give them as a gift. It's a it's a beautiful <laughs> package. Is that are they actually allow you to resell them? Um it so they haven't specifically said, but if you look at what the package looks like, I would argue yeah. it's something you could put on like a like a counter at like a store or something. You could actually sell out of. Huh. I did not see the packaging. Yeah, it's kind of cool looking. I don't uh I don't have a picture directly in front of me, so you're gonna have to look it up yourself. But um they, they each tablet is individually packaged within this larger package, so um, you could, you know, do something. Oh yeah, look at that. that. Yeah, yeah, it looks like something you'd see at like a like a corner store, exactly on the counter, like right alongside the the uh, five hour energy mm-hmm. little capsules they sell. <laughs> yeah, and this is a you know right. Yeah, exactly. And I I think it's kind of a good good kind of packaging for. Uh, schools or for businesses or, you know, where, I don't know, it's just a little more exciting than getting just a tablet or in a great box. They just kind of put a package. I I doubt they're intending for people to resell it, but you definitely could. Uh, They also announced a new version of the Fire Kids Edition tablet. Um, It is uh, also $50. Or it's a hundred dollars, but what you get is that protective bumper case, a one-year subscription to their um, kids service, where you get kids books and movies and stuff, as well as the two-year guarantee. If your kids break it, they'll replace it as well. So a whole range of tablets in all the different sizes, all running uh, the latest version of Fire OS based on Lollipop, which is new. Amazing! It wow. is amazing. I think, and actually, you know, if you look the. <coughs> The $50 tablet, I'm like, meh, who, you know, I'm not super impressed, but I think... I guess, like, here's the thing, though. I could see it being cool for a child, but a child's all they want to do is download games, and you can't fit games on an 8-gigabyte tablet. The 8-gigabytes is killer. I think it's absolutely killer. Yeah, and why do you... Do you really need a quad-core processor and only 8-gigabytes of storage? I mean, I don't know. And the IPS (laughs) display? Come on. I, 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 those aren't the trade-offs I would have made, but it's a discount device. You know, you you, you get yeah. what you pay for. But in some ways, like the processor is really good. It sounds like, uh, and the display sounded like you know not the. It's a higher end display. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe I'll get one as an, a little external monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely. I mean, at that price, it's kind of like 
think of all you know i would get one like i love colby's old <laughs> ipad you get a tablet for it <laughs> well, well i know but it's yeah like... this is right in colby's range uh i don't know what you call it but like the, the, the colby in- impulse purchase range it's like ah oh, 50 bucks uh use it to control well, my lights in my parents house or something well that's i like <laughs> colby's old ipad he has magnets stuck to his fridge like yeah i would almost yeah i like get a waterproof case you could put in your shower and like rock out and like Oh snap! I mean, you you could do every, so many uh, things. You get the six every, pack every, and just stick them everywhere. Everyone who <laughs> visits my apartment is pretty usually impressed by the iPad stuck to the fridge. Mm-hmm. It's uh, cool. my friend at work made t- turned an Android tablet into a futuristic looking mirror. Uh, is that the thing I saw on the internet on Hacker News? Yeah, yeah. I actually think I saw it on Twitter first. On Twitter, I did retweet it because it was amazing. Here, I put it in the chat here. Uh, If you scroll down, it looks like a mirror, but then sort of projected on the inside of the mirror is an Android app, which has like the weather and your calendar and the date and the time. Uh, It looks really cool. Also a reminder to water the plants, apparently. Mm -hmm. Put that in the show notes. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think that's cool. We'll, we'll put that uh, on the website. You can build one of those. I do like the idea of buying six of them and then just like like a uh, like a giant jumbotron TV, yes. but small. Love it, love it. <laughs> See, I was thinking you get a bunch of picture frames, <laughs> a mini jumbotron TV. I love it. This is the possibilities so what, are endless. What I really want is like e-ink displays like if these had e-ink i would totally buy six of them and use them as picture frames because that's that's what i really want a black I and white it. picture frame though well they have color e-ink now uh, they, they, wow yeah well that's what that's what the pebble screen is that's mm-hmm. why the pebble lasts for like five days oh true i didn't know if they made them that large or high definition well so they do but you can't like I looked into this. Apparently, the ink <laughs> is not at the at the the hobbyist level yet. It's, it's uh, not in the Colby price range. No. <laughs> well, it's not even like you can't just buy an ink display that's oh, okay. greater than like an inch. Uh, but someday I'm gonna have an ink picture frame. Again, you get enough of them that would be cool. together. Yeah, you can build a robot out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Use it. Use them as the tank treads in your, your <laughs> robot army. Oh, good lord! It's don't, that cheap. Don't give them any ideas. And you can get, they'll camouflage themselves because you could change how they look. Oh my goodness! That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> Terrifying. They can if you if you just build a giant like you you have tablets all across all over the robot right and and the tablets on the opposite side use the camera from the tab tablet across from it to project the image so oh wait boom invisibility <laughs> that would be a cool thing if you just had two of them you could make like a sort of strange looking uh like window thing <laughs> yeah and then you could you could overlay stuff on it so if you put one on the outside of your wall and one on the inside of it, it could look like you're looking outside but you could like add crazy stuff happening there <laughs> like oh my gosh look at that ufo in the sky I'm just saying, if anyone wants, like, you can pay us about 10% of your proceeds <laughs> from all of these ideas. Oh that's fine. That's yeah. fine by us. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're actively licensing these ideas. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Patent the, pending. The LLC is registered. Uh, just contact us. Uh, yeah. I have Anyways, no words. What's I have no words. No words at all. Uh, now I'm excited about these. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. And to go with your six-pack of tablets, you can get new Fire TVs. That's right. Continuing their lineup of consumer electronics um, from Amazon. Fire TV, brand new, high-end. How about 4K? Yeah. Bam. Mm -hmm. Get psyched for that. Now, what you'll watch with it, I haven't the faintest clue. Does Amazon (laughs) Prime stream 4K? Nope. But it's... 4K. But it's 4 uh, My guess would be... Oh, it does. Oh, does it? Yeah, according to Amazon. Uh, that one thing that one time was 4K. Yeah, so yeah. You, have two sh- you have to have a 4K TV and a 4K Fire TV and a big enough bandwidth to, to pump it through. <laughs> and you can watch that one show. 
No, I think it's it's kind of cool. Um, they put a you know a pretty banging processor in there, a 64-bit quad-core processor, um, and a GPU that's twice as fast as the first-generation box, which if you've used, you would know is pretty fast already. So that'll be exciting. They also brought Alexa, which you may know from the Echo Speaker is their sort of Siri-type thing where you can ask it questions and play episode three of Blank Show and... You know, they say eventually she'll be able to do things like set timers and alarms and do more stuff as updates come through. Um, for now, it's just kind of basic voice search, but that'll be built in as well. With a few other changes, um, it's going to cost you $99.99 um, as well. They also updated the little stick. Um, what they're going to get is for $50, so it used to be 40 now it's $50, but they give you the cool remote with the microphone in it, which you used to not get. Um, it used to just be a regular remote. So you do get that um, as well. And then they have a third version for $140. You get the full Fire TV box, but they also throw in a game controller as well. Um, all of them open up, uh, are currently available for pre-order, and will ship in October. Hmm. So guess what TV shows you can watch on Amazon Instant Video in 4K? Uh, well, it's got to be stuff they own, right? Like uh, Transparent or one of those type shows? Uh, you can watch the full season of Mozart in the Jungle. Whoa! Because that really needs and to be in 4K. The pilot episode of Red Oaks, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Amazing. Thank you, Amazon. Well, although for the problem is, you know, for a hundred bucks, I might say, "Well, I'll just get the box, and eventually the content will come." But then you got to buy like a two thousand dollar 4K TV. That's really True. where they get Although, you. Although, right on this page, Amazon will sell you a 4K TV. I bet they, I bet they will, Dan. I bet they will. <laughs> Very happy to. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, people who like this. They don't list the price, though. Yeah. They got a $20,000 one on here. Not, well, they just, uh, I don't know if you saw, they just announced the first 8K TV you can buy. It was uh, $130,000. <laughs> 8Ks, Dan. You can watch I two want... 4K shows at once. Four 2K shows. I want shows. to watch a documentary of who bought that TV? Like, imagine those people. <laughs> right? I would totally watch that. That is a lot of Ks. And you can watch it on your 8K TV? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little silly. It's a little silly. But, I, you know, hey, I Amazon, I think the Fire TV is a fine product. Um, <laughs> 99 is a little more expensive than, you know, the, the Roku's, but not quite as expensive as Apple TV. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays for them. I think the $50 bundle with the remote is, is actually a pretty good deal um, because a lot of the sticks come... Chromecast doesn't come with a remote um, and Roku's remote is less featured. So uh, I would be curious to see... Um, God, something really exci- exciting must be going on on cell phones tonight. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> yeah. were both doing I'm buying the same my 4K time. TV on my, my Amazon <laughs> Prime app right now. There you go. Very good. On your, uh, on your Fire Phone... Oh wait, yeah, no, I've got nobody bought did those. They, they, did they announce new Fire Phones? No, they've officially discontinued the Fire Phone and have announced oh, no Oh, I missed phones. that. Yes. So soon. Yeah. So soon. There is a warehouse. Not too soon, though. It's going to be like those Atari cartridges buried in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> Thousands of them, all the unsold ones. Man, yeah, we should have bought one. It would be a collector's item. They were given away for a penny at one point, I remember, so that was... That's a stupid idea. Um, all right. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's keep the party train rolling, gentlemen. What else? Uh, what else on here has tickled your fancy? Uh oh, I watched Mad Max. Totally unrelated. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. You liked it? Yeah. You didn't lead me astray. Excellent. Dan, Dan has the best. Rec- if Dan recommends something nine times out of ten. He's going to hit it out of the park. Ooh, yeah. t- today's going to be interesting, then. This might be my most risky multimedia pick ever. Uh, but oh, interesting. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Sean, did you watch Mad Max yet? No, I have not. I haven't had a chance. Okay. Uh, right. I'm not a big movies well, guy, but uh, but I'll get around to it. not a big movies eventually. guy. No, I'm not big You're mo- such a big everything else guy. I know. Got, like... I'm a big TV guy. I don't do a lot of movies. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Although I did... Speaking of... What? I was going to say, I splurged on HBO Now. Oh. I'm part of the HBO family. So, wow. That was, that's been exciting for me. I've been catching up on Silicon Valley, which is hilarious. 
yes. <laughs> I haven't watched season two of Silicon Valley yet. It's it's good. I was really worried that it was going to be. I think I picked it on the show. Maybe uh, I was worried that it was going to be too close to home. Like like one of those things where I couldn't watch it because it's too real. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like supposed to be a joke, but actually not. That's how right. I felt during the first couple episodes when they were at. Like, cause I was still working at Facebook. <laughs> yeah. When they, were, when they worked at Hooli. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was like, this is satirical, but not, they're not even trying. <laughs> it's real. Uh, so speaking of media, we should talk about the ad blocking in iOS next. Yeah. This is a, kind of a crazy story in a way. Um, so iOS 9, as we talked about at the top of the show, came out this week um, with a gazillion features. But one of the ones that wasn't really talked about too much was the fact that there is now some technological thing uh, that allows app developers to block ads in uh, Safari and apps that use Safari within them. Um, what that meant was a lot of apps jumped to the top of the app store that blocked ads and trackers in Safari on iOS. Now, uh, the biggest of this was Peace, uh, Marco Arment's app, which for $3 uh, you could pick up and it would block ads using Ghostery's uh, database. A few days later, he pulled it off the App Store and refunded everybody, saying it was unfair to take money out of the hardworking people of the internet who rely on advertising to pay for things. Now, the big controversy here that a lot of people seem to be upset about is Apple allowing ad blockers in Safari while simultaneously pushing content providers to their news app and taking a cut of the ads they sell through the news app. Seems a little unfair to some, you might say. So that's really the controversy going on here. Is it fair to block ads? Is it fair for Apple to do one thing uh, and then do the opposite on their own app? I don't know. So it's Controversy. Um, I, I was using the news app this week and when the news app is great so i guess that's something we could talk about ios 9 i really like the news app uh it works really well uh the thing where it's like apple music style it asks you do you like this news source what about this one and then it curates you this like for you news feed every day Mm -hmm. and it tells you when there are news stories in your in your for you so you can read them uh so that was great but some publications and uh in uh, news, Apple News, similarly to Flipboard, some publications are native in Flipboard and some are basically just glorified links off to other places. I clicked on one of those. I don't remember which publication it was. I get to the, uh, the and so it opens up a web view and I can't scroll. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, and there's no, there's no ad. I just, I like, can't scroll, presumably because it has blocked the ad uh, and now something is just terribly broken, and I can't, like, <laughs> I can't trigger the action that would cause me to be able to scroll again. And so this is, this is the problem. <laughs> and I think the the Verge is one of the worst. Like the Verge loads so much faster when you don't have the ads in there, mm-hmm. uh, and all of those Vox and Polygon, all those things. Uh, even the New York Times was caught out. Koi uh, Vin on Twitter pointed out that he had a, a page-breaking New York Times ad. And the problem is that none of these websites uh, control what sort of ads get put on their page because the ads aren't being served from the same code that serves their website. It's served by an ad tracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason for this is so that you can't cheat when you tell your uh your adver- the people advertising with you like, oh man, you got 10,000 clicks yesterday when they didn't get any, mm-hmm. uh, getting yourself a bunch of free money. Uh, so there's like this inherent uh, adversarial relationship that just screws everyone over. Uh, interestingly enough, the ad companies don't care about this at all because it's actually better for them because uh, now the viewers that they actually are getting are... Uh, more susceptible to advertising they are more likely to click anyways Mm -hmm. so they're paying less per view for more click-through rate which is fine by them it doesn't matter uh but it only hurts publications which was something i never thought about it was interesting very well put dan thanks also a new development uh 
Marco Arman apparently got people at Apple to auto refund all of the uh, the sales of his app. Yeah, which has never happened before. Yeah, um, and was thought to be impossible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I thought uh, first of all, uh, you, I, I can't like it was. It was obvious to me. I was surprised when he released it because he's uh, he he is not an app developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much as he is a media personality, uh, he wouldn't be a successful app developer if he didn't have a popular blog or people followed him on Twitter and the podcast and everything. Uh, so it was definitely a conflict of interest for him because so much of his real livelihood comes from you know interacting in the medium of media, <laughs> uh, <laughs> unlike a lot of developers. So I thought that was like you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, so mm-hmm. that's fine. Well, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Marco Arment like sort of independently wealthy following his Tumblr exit or wherever he worked before? Could be. I don't know. Uh, I, so, so I feel like I just got this from sort of random comments they make on the podcast once in a while. But I get the sense that he doesn't have a a, a real job exactly because he doesn't need a real job exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he does, that's why he can do all these crazy, like random projects and stuff. I could be totally wrong about that. Um, no, I think but, I, but I that think is the true. impression that I, I've gotten from, from their chats. Yeah. Um, I mean, so how does that, uh, how does that affect this? Uh, I don't know. Like he doesn't necessarily make his, his, his livelihood is not necessarily, uh, from media stuff like not from directly, but uh, if he had just been the CTO of Tumblr, laid low for a couple of years, and then gotten the payout from the IPO, no one, you know, one would know him at all, and he could release right. apps on the, the App Store with impunity. Yeah, you're right. I guess I guess I meant like he he is it, like he's certainly a media uh, personality, but he doesn't necessarily like have. Uh, the the financial dependencies on this stuff that mm-hmm. other people do. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah, that's a good point. Sean, what do you think about this being the marketing? You know, guy, the marketing voice on this show. Advertising on the internet is like I am so unbelievably conflicted about because I really genuinely try to support independent artists and and creators and and content sites and at the same time ads really suck and just ruin everything and it's often as you said not the fault of the people who who make the site or make the content um and you're really penalizing them for something that's out of their hands and is almost a necessity of the model we've created so you know for me personally, I, I try to support artists independently as best I can outside of ads and then just put up with ads. But I have a problem with what Apple is doing and what with what Facebook is doing and what a lot of these Twitter is doing where they're trying to natively take the content and serve the ads themselves while taking a cut. And then on the other end, making it more difficult for these companies to serve ads themselves. And and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Apple necessarily had this grand scheme of, well, we'll put ad blocking... And then they'll have to use us. Bwahaha, we'll make all the money. But it is kind of dangerous to say simultaneously we're going to introduce these things and look, all of a sudden your mobile ad revenue plummeted in half. Um, but you can come to Apple News and, and you'll get more ad money. It'll be 30% less because we'll take a cut, but you'll still get more. I just think that's really kind of slimy. Um, and they're allowed to do it. They're a business. There's nothing stopping them. But you know, if I were a content creator these days, I'd be very nervous about and we kind of are content creators in a way, but I'd be very nervous about where this is heading and, and this eventual clash that's going to come between ad revenue getting so small for the actual creator, not the content company or even bigger than that, but the individual creator that they're going to have to go. They're not going to have anywhere to go. I don't know. It, it's really it's really a shame. It really is a shame. That's why I've been a big supporter of sites like Patreon and some of these sites that give the money directly to the creators um, of or creators who sell apps that serve their content specifically and you're paying them directly. I really like those models and I want to see people using them more. Um, yeah. So that's my thought. I don't know. I think it sucks. And I, I will not, I don't plan on buying an ad blocker on iOS and I really try to use 
ad block um, on desktop as, as rarely as possible, unless a site is particularly awful and then I add it to the list. But I don't know. It really sucks. Yeah, I. It's a. It is strange. The. <laughs> like I don't I don't know whether whether or not it's actually a conspiracy or <laughs> just happened to be the spoiler alert. Say, it's a conspiracy. Say it's a conspiracy. Uh, it's right. a conspiracy. It's probably a conspiracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it is true that mobile web is is literally terrible mm. hmm. oh yeah it is worse on mobile web for sure yeah it's so bad like like ads on desktop are like a minor annoyance on mobile web it is literally terrible um the other uh the one thing i did i like i i downloaded piece and one thing i did notice is that you could choose to block web fonts um which is yes, like, I meant to tell you about this. That's everything I always wanted for mobile web. Cause it always pisses me off when you get to a website and it like all loads. And then you sit just waiting for the text to come in. Cause their web font hasn't loaded yet. And whatever crappy. CD and when we were, when we were in Europe, this was the biggest problem on T-Mobile's uh, sort of 3g free internet, which isn't that great. Uh, but we would go and, you know, Google would, was amazing. Google felt like you were in the United States. It loaded so quickly. Everything just worked. Mm-hmm. Any other website, anything, it sucked. And it was like, what are they doing? They don't have any of these web fonts. They don't have any of these crazy third-party ads loading in. And that's what allows Google to work like all the way from India to New York City, and it feels mostly the same. Uh, so that's another thing is are the – the people out on the edge network in rural India going to go to businessinsider.com? No, they're not. Uh, and that's a lot of people. So it's not it's not just like a question of, oh, this sucks a little bit more, but they get to make money. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be this way forever. Eventually, everyone will have, you know, uh, internet and devices that can handle this sort of stuff. But... Oh. I miss the days when computers were slow and you had to think about these things more. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so uh, I wanted to like bring it back around, but like mobile web is so bad, which is what gives the like that's what gives Apple and Facebook and whoever this window to like host the content on their end because it's better mm-hmm. because it's not slow horribly 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 slow um so it, it's like you know it's not uh, obviously this is not really the content creator's fault per se um but like this, this is the reality like it's not it's it's not good um so so what do you do i don't know and i think it's hey listen the more avenues content creators have to make money i think is great and i'm all for apple and facebook pushing pushing out platform flipboard as well i mean all these apps pushing out new ways to deliver content i just want to make sure they're not doing it nefariously or unfairly and and you know facebook burying news feed items and then them saying oh well but if you come to us we'll we'll make sure you're at the top of the list and, and apple <laughs> with ad blocking and yeah. you know they have so much power and control that i don't know it just seems we got to make sure it's fair and it's even and and if they truly have a better platform that truly makes more money for the content creators and gets it in front of more people great that is fantastic and i think that's what people want so I don't know. It's an interesting balance to find. It's the same thing going on with television, right? Where we sure you can pay your cable company, but you're paying them for all this extra crap that just slows down the experience, makes it worse. But then you go to piecemeal and all of a sudden you're buying all these things at 99 cents and a dollar a piece. And then you end up spending just as much. And then you have stuff all over the place. The difference is that is what people want. I think I don't, I don't think that uh, people are going to switch from cable to streaming for their TV and movies because it's cheaper. It's because it's more convenient and it's better when they can get their movies the same way they get their music and everything else. They're just going to do that. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to really, some people will, but the vast majority of people are already paying that much. They're not going to mind paying the same amount for a more convenient experience. And I think that's the thing that's missing from 
websites and uh, online advertising is there isn't that alternative yet where the content creator gets just as much money and it doesn't suck for the consumer and, you know, screw the middlemen sort of thing, which is what's, you know, that's what's working for TV. Yeah. Uh, there is no way to, to screw the middleman in uh, online advertising yet. Yeah. How, how long did it take Hulu to figure out how they could affordably do an ad free service? You know, I mean, it just takes time to figure these things out. So it'll be interesting to see where they shake yeah. out. But certainly for now, if you're interested, there are a number of others. You won't be able to get uh, peace, but there are a lot of other ad blocking apps on iOS. If that so suits your fancy, um, you're welcome to, to help yourself. Um, let's continue on. We've got time for more stories. Gentlemen, what uh, what in here is working for you? We've got. I thought the paid replies thing sounded really dumb. <laughs> maybe it's just I still don't understand the Snapchat. You're thing. such an old man, be, Dan. This is my theme of 2015: is Dan doesn't understand Snapchat. <laughs> like, Dan, like how much are you going to pay? I would pay a penny to 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 see uh, to for to replay a snap. Like the I don't. It's incentivizing terrible content. Like, take all the content you don't care about, send it over Snapchat. Oh, and now pay to see the terrible content again. Why would I do that? Dan, let, let me let me give you Snapchat's perspective. <laughs> so let me explain this and then give Snapchat's perspective on this, what I think they're thinking. So Snapchat put out an update uh, this week with a couple of features, one being um, that users, uh, right now, you can uh, replay an already viewed message once per day. So if you view somebody's snap, you can view it one more time. But if you want to view it more than that, you can. It deletes forever, right? That's the idea. Well, now you can purchase extra replays for 99 cents for three extra replays. You can use, um, again, one time only. So essentially you're viewing for one more view per each, um, meaning you won't be able to watch the same photo and video over and over and over again. You just kind of add one more. Um, Again, 99 cents for three. Now, if I'm Snapchat, here's what I'm thinking, right? I'm in a boardroom somewhere in my overpriced, you know, Silicon Valley office. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, what's an easy way we can get people to give us money? Well, what is one of the key features of our app? Well, the photos delete themselves. Well, what if they didn't? What if people paid to view them more? Well, what would we charge? 99 cents, of course. Well, what does that cost us to add to the app? Oh, so little that if five people buy this, we've essentially made money. Okay, sold. Boom. Free money. I love it. This is amazing. Yeah. I don't this will never become a major revenue stream for them. But it's just so like simple that even if they have a very small fraction of people using it, it's free money. It's fantastic. Do they worry about compromising the whole point then? Is um, this not going to be edgy enough because like, you know, Joe Schmo can go uh view your embarrassing Snapchat a million times if he wants to pony up <laughs> no. Well, so I'm I'm guessing that it. I think normal the replays as they are now are like time sensitive. Still, mm -hmm. like you can't replay something forever. Right. Uh, you can only replay like the most recent snap you got from a person. Yeah, it's more limited. For, right, and I assume it's also for a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um. So I I don't think I mean I don't think this compromises replays any I mean compromises that any more than the regular replays do. Um, I I I think it's clever. I don't know if it's it like it's weird. I think <laughs> in a way though I respect it. Like it's a very direct way to make money, which is not something that social networks do. Like it doesn't feel very backhanded. It feels a little like not rude. Like, yeah. I'm not that offended by the normal way social networks make money, but I mean, I'm not offended by it either, but it's it's indirect, I guess. It's like apps yeah. that charge you for stickers. It's the same thing. It's free money. And it's and people right. and someone someone's going to pay for it. Why? I don't have the faintest idea. <laughs> well, it's like like if in games when you can like down pay to get like character costumes and stuff. Like it's it's the same thing. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's individualizing. Uh, I guess. Careful how you mock my heroes of the storm addiction, Colby. <laughs> I love it. Um, I I didn't mean to mock. I was sim simply comparing. <laughs> simply pointing at it. Yeah. 
There is a. One I haven't th- bought any costumes <laughs> yet. I did buy some characters though, and those are more expensive. You got a problem, Dan. Uh, um, one other thing I did want to mention, uh, in addition to that Snapchat update, they also added a new feature called lenses and it's kind of cool. It's actually, uh, it's not face tracking, but it looks at your face and I, I've got, if you're watching the video version, you're going to see me do it live here. Um, sorry, Dan and Colby, you can't, you'll have to watch it recorded, but if you press and hold the, uh, the screen, what it does is it, let's see if I can get this to work. No, I didn't want to flip the camera. Stop that. So if I press and hold it, it it, it kind of graphs on my face. And if I oh shit, I'm very I'm normally very good at Snapchat. And what it does is it does these little animations based on when you you raise your eyebrows or or you blink your eyes or you move your face and it'll like warp your dimensions or put on a funny mustache or um, all kinds of goofy thing. Ah, uh, there's steam coming out of my nose and there's uh oh I just got slapped in the face and. Uh, <laughs> I look like possessed or something, and it's all these kind of like cool, cool interactive effects um, that you can then snap to your friends, which is, uh, I guess, something people want to do. Cool. Yeah. So you can get that now on the latest update to Snapchat. Um. All right, gentlemen. What uh, what what else is on the docket? Anything else we'd like to to discuss before moving on to picks? We have time for I think one more story. Mm. It's all you, Colby Doug. Uh. <laughs> uh, I guess we should do the Google stuff? Question mark. Yeah. So Google's having oh, an yeah, announcement. Yeah. This is kind of a tease of what's expected to possibly be announced. The announcement is. Uh, what is the date? I think it's the 29th, so we may not even get to it by next week's show. It's either the 20th or the 29th, so, um, I don't know. I'll have to look. But, um, a couple things are expected to announce, the first being new Nexus phones, supposedly two, the 5X and the 6P, which is very confusing. Um, they will be phones, and they will do phone things like having screens and cameras and processors, and they will, um, probably take your fingerprints, and they will run Android, I'm assuming. Um... I don't know if there's more to add than that. Also interesting, Chromecast update. Uh, they're going to have some new software, potentially Spotify being a key new partner um, with faster Wi-Fi as well uh, and a bit of a redesign. Uh, but one thing that is interesting to know is that there may be a second Chromecast designed specifically for audio. It'll hook up to your speakers through a 3.5-millimeter headphone cable, that standard cable, um, and be designed to only broadcast audio. Now, this is interesting if you remember the Nexus Q, which was Google's device many years ago, uh, designed to just do music and plug into your speakers and and, and work as an amp and all that. Um, Any any thoughts on any of these announcements? Are we... Are we excited for new Nexus phones or, or an audio only? It's interesting podcast? that they that they partner with Spotify instead of pushing uh, Google Play Music, right? Or did I mishear that? Well, it's, I, I, it's not really a partner. It'll just be a key ad. I mean, Pandora is supported by Chromecast, so I don't think. Right. I think it's just some something they are excited to add because it's such a big service. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Isn't it interesting? It's uh, sounds a lot like things that like some of the Apple things do, like Airport Expresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's interesting that that Apple has had that for such a long time. Like, in a yeah. way, they were ahead of their time, perhaps. I yeah, especially the video. The video <clears throat> AirPlay audio is like a little slow. Not it like takes a while to start up. It's not super seamless, but AirPlay video, it takes just as long to start up, but because it's video, it feels so much more impressive, Mm -hmm. and it works so well. Uh, I think it works even better, actually, with iOS 9. I spent, uh, uh, as you'll find out later, (laughs) almost five hours this weekend using AirPlay uh, video, and it worked no problem. Crystal crystal clear, no lag. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that uh, Chromecast has this, but it's not all... It just... It's... It uh, streams the tab, so it's your your uh, like Chrome tab, mm-hmm. which implies a certain amount of latency if you're watching a video through the Chrome tab. Uh, 
which feels like you know it's cool because you can but then airplay also lets you stream the whole thing so it'd be i think it's a much better solution to have uh a video thing does android have a video player like apple does where all videos being played on the device play through this no you can you can open up a video and play it in anything right uh if i remember correctly yeah yes yeah, yes that's how it is so it's like an Apple only thing because every single video that is played is played through QuickTime. So they just add the AirPlay button to QuickTime and now it works everywhere. Mm-hmm. So Google might have a harder time with that. Uh, and even with uh, audio, maybe, unless you like choose, maybe there's a system setting or something. Anyways, I love both of those things. So it'd be cool to see them on Android. Yeah, it's exciting, and, and there's supposedly going to be a number of, of new features that'll come along with this. Of course, we don't know because the announcement hasn't happened yet. One thing I will say, I'll put it up <laughs> on screen for you at home, I sent you guys the link, was um, potentially leaks of what it will look like, and uh, it's very confusing. I do not know what I am looking <laughs> at. It looks like a... Like a... Like a... Uh, looks like a stoplight turned on its side. There you go. I was going to go like an old-timey bomb... Like with a fuse coming out of the top, <laughs> yeah. The 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 Mario Bobombs. Yeah, exactly. And like the old Chromecast was, I would argue, kind of good looking. I mean, it lives behind your TV, but this is kind of weird if it's true. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like, is that an HDMI plug? It looks so thin. I would assume. I think I think the the other part is just so bulbous. <laughs> it makes it look thin. Also, yeah. bulbous is a fun word to say. Can you imagine just like the half crescent of this sticking out from behind your TV? <laughs> oh my god, that's terrifying. All right. Well, we'll see. And we'll, of course, as always, have uh, full updates for everybody when the news uh, becomes available. I believe it's the 29th, so we won't have it on next week's show, but we'll have it the following week uh as well and we're getting it's exciting because we're getting ready for the big christmas season so we're going to see a lot of new tech uh announced in the coming weeks and of course we'll have it all right here for you uh on don't panic but we're out of time for news we've got to continue on because we have got to do picks of the week of this week in fact uh and we are going to have i'm thinking he's already teased his pick so i think we've got to have dan it, it, is it out in left field? Uh, we're going to find out. What, what is your pick this week? Uh, so someone recommended to me, we were talking about uh, competitive gaming, and I, I had watched a, a couple Heroes of the Storm things, and then I watched the the, cha- the America's Championship for Heroes of the Storm this weekend, sort mm-hmm. of in the background. Uh, so then I, I sort of was sad that it ended, and I was like, ah, I'll, uh, I'll watch this documentary that someone told me to watch. And the documentary is about a competitive Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, which you know came out in 2000, uh, was a game that was never intended to be competitive, and in fact was intended to not be competitive. It was supposed to be a party game, <laughs> and so it's this great—it's a great story of you. My favorite part about documentaries—they can be about anything as long as the the characters are compelling. Sort of the the people they're profiling. I'll follow any documentary. I've watched sports documentaries. It's fine. The characters in this are super compelling. You get to see uh, these kids who've been playing Super Smash Brothers Melee most of their life at this point, uh, from like 13 to 28. Uh, and you tra- you follow them the whole way, and the ups and the downs. Like At first, the only tournaments were in people's houses, and no one even knew anyone else. And it slowly, like, networked out. So you had, like, the East Coast scene and the West Coast scene and the Japanese scene and the European scene. And then it wasn't until years later that they finally met. And there's all these crazy battles that happen. And then Nintendo shuts them down. doesn't let any competitive tournaments happen anymore. And then they come back. And and now, like, ah, it's it's really good. Caveat, it is almost five hours long. Wow, uh, but it's it's split up into episodes, so like it's like a thirty minute episode. So you can yeah, you can <laughs> watch it that way. Do a thirty minute episode at a time. Uh, it's really well produced, and it was produced by the fans. Oh, cool. uh, it was community funded, but the production quality is is excellent. It looks like a professional documentary. They have voiceovers, original soundtrack, uh, high high quality video, uh, except for like the videos from two thousand one of the first tournaments. Uh, Anyways, it was super interesting, very compelling, uh, crazy characters. Uh, One of my favorite scenes is in the very beginning when the East Coast group 
first gets together for the first big East Coast tournament. It's a bunch of nerdy 12 to 14 year old suburban white kids, and then these inner city Bronx 20 somethings. Uh, and they become best friends. Cool. <laughs> and they still play together. Uh, and they've sort of founded this whole movement. So it's ah, really interesting. Uh, it's called Smash Brothers. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch the uh, episodes split up or all combined together. Uh, and it's free as far as I can tell. So go check it out. Yeah, the links will be on our website. So go there. Very cool, Dan. All righty. Uh, Colby, you uh, you got two things for us this week. What are we What are we gonna talk about? Uh, so one I kind of talked about last week. It was that podcast relay. So I'm not really picking that. You should listen to okay. it if you want or no. Uh, second one, podcast it, rocket. Yes, rocket. Sorry, their their website is relay.fm slash rocket. That's why I said relay. Uh, thank you for the correction. <laughs> Uh, my second pick, I've decided. I decided just this week that I do, in fact, like my tiny MacBook. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure. I was on the fence. It was a little weird. It did take some getting used to. Uh, the keyboard took some getting used to. Like I liked it immediately, and then it was a little weird. Like there was some stuff that I had. I don't know. I just had a hard time getting a feel for it. Um, but then I got used to it. I also. This is strange, but it was like I was so used to having a heavier computer that I had a really hard time like figuring out how to hold it when I was sitting different places. So like sitting on the couch required like different positioning for that computer than it did for my like giant MacBook because that computer it like like you have to support like you can't just balance it it won't just rest like it's so small you can like accidentally move it just from typing and stuff uh so that that was a little strange um i don't use it for like i've never plugged anything into it that wasn't the charger mm-hmm. i've never needed to nice um it's great for exactly what you expect it to be great for being very tiny uh it it when you're carrying it it almost feels like it isn't there uh i haven't i I mean there are some times where like a bunch of stuff will back up and it gets kind of slow um usually namely when like installing things or like compiling stuff uh which is kind of expected but overall, like for the things I do, it feels totally fine. And also, I was using Safari when I first got it because I assumed that would be better. Like, Safari sucks. It's super slow. And like, I realize Chrome is a resource hog, but it's like fast. It like, there's no, you, you wouldn't know Chrome on that computer from Chrome on my desktop right now. It's, it feels hmm. the same. And that is not the case with Safari. So I still use Chrome. But, cool. Yeah, I like it. I would probably do it again. I think what I would really do again is hope that they release a new like 13-inch model that is like slimmed down and more awesome and maybe has a retina screen because why not now? Mm. Um, and get that because I think the one extra inch of screen space would be spot on. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I don't regret it is the moral of the story, which is good because it was a little expensive. Yes. Very good. See, <laughs> see Colby, what I think you need is the iPad pro. That's <laughs> no, I definitely don't need that. Actually. It still doesn't have a, a, a terminal. That's what I need. Well, you got it with the MacBook, So yeah, check that out. Yeah. Col- Colby, Colby approved. Um, all right, well, that leaves me with my pick. Um, and I've got, we've talked about this on the show. Amazon Dash. Look at this. I got me one of those uh, little automatic buttons that order you shit when you push it. I know, get excited. Um, as we talked about on the show. And I thought it would be fun, and this will tell you how much I don't understand the meaning of the word fun. Um it might be fun to set it up on the air. Yeah, I know. Get pumped. So, um, why isn't, oh shit, why isn't AirPlay working? Oh no, I wanted to show you the app as I did it. What happened no. to AirPlay? Oh, my AirPlay crashed. Well, that's not good. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'll get AirPlay back up and going. So it's this little button, and it's literally just a little button, and it's not very big. It's pretty small. It comes with a, a little clip, so you can put it on your keychain, I guess. Um, all right. So let me AirPlay this to the screen, and I will put it up here on the video for those of you watching. Uh, it's pretty simple. You just go in your Amazon app. They have uh, they have a, a your account. And dash devices, set up a new device. Uh, I'll log in here, get started. Connect to your Wi-Fi, so, so you just give it your Wi-Fi setup. Press and hold the button till it turns blue. I know this is real thrilling stuff. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right, it's blue. I'll hit continue. Place it near your phone. I'll hit connect. Wow, look at this. Look at this skill. All right. I don't know. If you got, it, could you hear that? People at home. Yeah. Sean has basically uh, three limbs. He managed to hold the dash button in his mouth oh. while <laughs> holding his phone and doing something else. Isn't that a, it mutes you guys for some reason when I airplay stuff, so I had to turn you back on. But yeah, that was it. Uh, oh. That was it sending it to the... Um, to the, the my Wi-Fi information over audio to the dash. How cool is that? Crazy. Crazy, Fancy. isn't it? So Very then you, cool. you just go in the app, you select whatever Tide product you're going to want to order every time. Let's say for this, I want the uh, Spring Meadow 81 Count Tide Pods tub. And you just check it. You set up your address and your payment. And that's it. You're done. So are you guys ready for this? I'm going to live ready. order. I'm going to push the button. And I'm going to order Tide pods with the push of a button <laughs> oh Alrighty. boom you push it it flashes white for a minute and if it turns green bam look at that i just ordered it and then if nice. you're watching the video you get the push alert your tide order has been placed Amazing! <laughs> isn't that amazing what's the most expensive thing you can get a dash button for uh also how many of those do you have do you just have it for tide uh, no, so they have these for a bunch of different devices, uh, d- products, so there's everything from Ziploc to Kraft Macaroni and Cheese to, um, you name it, they've got, they've got it, uh, in a, uh, in a dash button. So it's a, it's a Gillette, I mean, there's a pretty good span of g- generic consumer products that you can... I feel uh, like they should just send the Kraft Mac and Cheese ones to college kids everywhere and well, then make it... So I got two of these. I got one for Kraft and one for Tide. Now, I will say, <laughs> my, my mini review is the technology is cool and it does work, but the problem is it's a, it's, it's a limited selection. Like, I couldn't get regular, mm. plain Kraft macaroni and cheese. They didn't have it. So I had to get what three they, cheese. They just didn't have that it. That doesn't make any sense. They had about a dozen varieties and none of them were regular, so... And it's all big quantities, so I had to buy eight boxes at a time of craft. So <laughs> you got to be careful about, and you know, if it fits with what you buy. But the technology does work, and you do push the button, and it does send you stuff. And you can buy the button for four ninety nine, but they give you a four ninety nine credit towards whatever product the button is for. So like, I would get a five dollar credit towards Tide. So it's essentially free. Assuming you buy something using the button. So you can get them right nice. now on Amazon. Uh, I believe they only work if you're a Prime customer. Um, as if anyone in, on this planet isn't a Prime customer. Um, <laughs> it would amaze me Turns to learn. out there are actually people who are not. It's shocking. Um, it, it, now I have to go and cancel that Tide order because I didn't want it. <laughs> Don't need them sending Sean, me. I wonder I wonder if you can get a, an Amaz- a Dash button for this uh, four pounds of caviar I found on Amazon for $18,770. <laughs> Might be a little specific, Dan. I don't know. Is that something you order on the regular that you need a permanent button hey, for? It, it's available on Prime. Oh, man, that's disturbing. <laughs> Very disturbing. So um, much. But, but you can check out Tide for regular or uh dash for regular products you might actually use and buy so check that out on amazon but that's sort of my little mini pick they're just fun little gimmicks i i may never even use it but it didn't cost me anything if i buy tide so uh it's essentially free all right that's it we're done out of time wrapping it up i honestly i gotta say i thought this was a great episode i thought we had a good mix of both off the rails nonsense and intelligent smart discussion so uh, <laughs> kudos all around uh and a special kudos for the audience for joining us we appreciate you doing that every week uh on the show we tape monday nights we were usually oh. out by tuesday um 
But the best way to get us is to subscribe. You can do that in a number of places, of course, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, you can also get us on Overcast and Pocket Cast and all those apps that scrape iTunes. You can also subscribe on YouTube. We do this in HD 720p. I watched it on my big screen the other day just to check it out. It looks crisp. It looks good. So check us out there. And then you get the cool little video of me goofing off with Snapchat and ordering Tide um, <laughs> as well if you do it with the video. Don'tPanic.io has all the stuff I just described and even more, including at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. So check that out. We'll be back next week with more tech news. I'm confident we'll get a lot of announcements in the coming weeks. Um, so you're going to want to stay right here and join us. Uh, Colby and Dan, anything else for the audience before we leave them this fine evening? Do not get a dash button for caviar. Do not get a dash button for caviar. <laughs> Very, unless you're a big caviar user. I mean, if you're going through you know, a can a week. You need to stop then because you could use that money for like your child's education you, or something. you got a lot of problems at that, but you might have an addiction. Uh, that's a very good <laughs> practical life tip. Thanks, Dan uh, and Colby. On behalf of these guys, I'm Sean. We'll wish you a fair good night. We'll see you next time on the next Don't Panic.